Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So today's episode is, of course, a part of our full-on Feb series, where for the month of February, we'll be releasing double the amount of episodes so that you'll have double the amount of content. And joining me to talk about today's hot topic is our member experience director, Aaron Best. Welcome back, Aaron. Thank you for having me back. Of course. So, Aaron, we're a week late to this, um, but better late than never. Last week to combat high inflation, the RBA increased the cash rate again by 25 basis points, which now brings it to 3.35%. So Aaron, nine consecutive interest rates um, means inflation is still quite high. Can we just start with what is inflation? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, we've we've had interest rate rises to, to combat inflation or we've had increases in the cash rate to combat inflation. So inflation is the increase in price of goods and services across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, that measure the annual inflation um, and they do it across a range of different groups. So these can include clothing, health, recreation, housing, even even down to food, alcohol and tobacco all get measured. And what they do is they take how much the the product cost last year versus how much it costs now, and then they work out the percentage difference. Mm -hmm. And then once they've got the percentage difference across each of those different categories, they then go and average them all out, and that average is called CPI or what you would hear in the news as the, the inflation rate or the rate of inflation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're trying to combat here. Okay, so why is inflation being too high a bad thing then? Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, CPI is the measure of how much something is more expensive now than it was 12 months ago. Right. And as you probably would have learned in high school, uh, things getting more expensive is based on supply and demand. Mm. So because our CPI is quite high, it means that we either have too little supply or we have too high demand because things are getting more expensive. And that could be across either or all of the categories. For example, um, the three biggest drivers of the the high inflation rate, which is at the moment 7.8%, the three biggest drivers are food, recreation and housing. So why is it a bad thing? So if inflation is too high, that means that things are going to get too expensive too quickly. And that has flow on effects down the line for our economy. Mm -hmm. For example, if food is more expensive, that means you're paying more at the supermarket, which means you're feeling it more in your hip pocket. And you're possibly going to go and ask your your employer for a a pay rise. Mm. Um, And that can then affect the amount of money that you have in your bank account. That affects the the performance of your your employer's business. And if that happens on a national scale, that obviously can affect the economy. Sure. 
Further to that, if things are getting more expensive in our own country, that makes us less competitive on a global stage. So if we are less competitive internationally, that means other countries aren't buying our products, Mm -hmm. which is going to have flow on effects again for our economy. So if inflation stays too high, Australia gets too expensive, becomes harder for Australians to live within Australia, and it becomes harder for Australia to actually compete on a global scale. Right. So what is driving inflation and how are interest rate increases meant to tackle it? So the three biggest drivers at the moment are, as I mentioned, food, housing and recreation, which is activities, people going out and doing things. Mm. And another aspect of what is driving inflation for us is not actually demand for products within Australia, but it's supply chain issues coming off the back of COVID. Mm. So our, our issue is not necessarily demand, it's supply as well. The RBA has been tasked with managing inflation through monetary policy. Mm-hmm. So they're technically not the only people that have to have the the final say in, in controlling inflation, but they're the authority in Australia that has been tasked with doing so. And they do that through managing the cash rate. So as inflation goes up, they increase the cash rate, which should in turn change things like interest rates. Mm. When inflation goes down, they will lower the cash rate to lower interest rates. What that does is if they increase the cash rate, variable interest rates will follow suit. So as we've seen, they increase the cash rate a couple of days or a couple of weeks later, banks will then go and increase the interest rate, particularly on mortgages, which are probably one of the largest variable loan in in the country. Yeah, definitely. That means that people with a home loan will have less money in their bank account to spend each month which will hopefully then drive down demand because they've got less money to spend. Mm -hmm. They won't be going out and buying as expensive foods. They won't be going out to the movies. They won't be spending uh, money on on more frivolous things is the concept. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that should hopefully then try and drive down the inflation rate because we're reducing demand. So the cash rate and interest rates are designed to control demand um, when inflation is too high. Right. So inflation, from what we've seen and what we've read, um, inflation isn't expected to come down to target rates for quite some time now. So are the interest rates not working as intended? Is that what's kind of happening? Well, the issue is kind of threefold. So uh, as I mentioned, and as the RBA report, each time they do increase the cash rate, inflation in our country is being driven a lot by supply chain issues following COVID. So our issue isn't just demand, which means the cash rate, changing the cash rate, which is designed to influence demand, isn't having the same effect that it would if we only had a demand issue. But Mm. because we have a supply issue, adjusting the cash rate won't be able to tackle that quite so directly. Right. Secondly, Only about a third of Australians actually have mortgages. So Mm -hmm. the immediate impact of cash rate changes impacts a smaller subset of the country. People who don't have mortgages aren't going to feel that squeeze straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's not to say that they won't feel the squeeze eventually. No, of course, yeah. uh, But it may take a little bit more time for those cash rate increases to flow on to interest rate increases, to flow on to increases, for example, to say renters. There are no limits on how often the bank can change your mortgage repayment. So they can change your interest rates up or down as they see fit, as often as they would like, which means as someone who is paying a mortgage, you will have your mortgage repayments changed just as frequently. Right. That being said, in a lot of states around Australia, there are restrictions on how many times you can change your rent. So if you are an investor or a landlord and you've experienced six 
interest rate rises in the last six months, you won't be able to increase your rent. Mm. Particularly if you've got a lease in place, you may have a 12-month lease in place, which means you have to keep the same rent for the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah. So it will take a little bit longer for the increased interest rate to be felt by your renters because you may not increase their rent for a couple of months to a couple of years later down the track. Thirdly, a lot of uh, mortgage holders during COVID fixed their interest rates. So interest rates were really low Mm -hmm. when COVID was happening and a lot of people went to the bank and they're like, I would like to fix my interest rate. What that has meant is that right now when interest rates are increasing, their mortgage repayments haven't changed. So they're still on the lower interest rates Mm -hmm. and they're going to be until their fixed rate term expires, which for a lot of mortgage holders is this year. Right. So that means that they will start to feel the impact of these mortgage repayment changes or these interest rate changes later this year in the next couple of months. So it's not necessarily that the RBA's decisions to increase interest rates aren't having an impact. And in actual fact, the governor of the RBA, Philip Lowe, will be fronting the Senate uh, later this week. to answer why we're not feeling the effects of the interest rate rises as yet. And as I mentioned, it kind of comes down to the fact that the effect of those interest rate rises is just slower than we would like. And unfortunately, inflation is still continuing to go up. So what we can probably expect is towards the end of this year that we will see inflation start to return back to those normal levels of 2 or 3% away from the 7.8s that we've got at the moment mm. because As I mentioned, people who have fixed their mortgages will be feeling the effect of the interest rate rises and people who are renting will start to feel the impact of increased rental costs as well. And so spending will start to decline and we will see a decrease in that demand. Okay, so are there better ways for us to then tackle inflation that would be more immediate? Yes and no. So as I mentioned um, earlier, the the RBA is the authority that's been tasked with managing inflation for Australia. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that other uh, other authorities or even the government themselves can't do things that will impact inflation. The thing is, they don't necessarily want to. So the government doesn't like to intervene in people's lives quite so much. <laughs> Um, But, for example, uh, a a suggested solution to inflation, instead of increasing the cash rate and changing interest rates, would be to possibly do something like change the way super works or implement for savings for people. Right. So what that would look like in, in practice is that when inflation is too high, you may be expected to put more into your superannuation. That means that you don't have as much money in your pay packet each week, which means you will be spending less, which is what the impact of inflation, uh, which is what people want when it Mm -hmm. comes to inflation. But it doesn't mean that you're giving that money away to a bank. Instead, you're giving that money away to your future self, your retired self, when Mm -hmm. you get to to retirement age and you get to use your, your superannuation fund. Another alternative is that forced savings. So instead of putting your money into your super, you would have money taken out of your pay each week and be put into a special savings account that you don't have access to. Mm-hmm. And while inflation is high and while we need to curb people's spending, you would be forced to put money into that savings account. That savings account could then be used in reverse when inflation is too low. So you may remember 
it was about 13, 14 years ago um, when the global financial crisis happened. Mm. And to avoid a recession, Australians were encouraged to spend money. And the government, in fact, gave us all a, a handout, a $900 bonus to go and spend. And mm. we were told, don't save it. Make sure you're spending this $900. And that's what helped Australia stay out of a recession. Right. But if we've had during times of high interest, people being forced to save money in a special bank account, when it does come time for this this low inflationary rate and people need to go out and spend, we could start to drip feed them their money from their four savings account so that they would have more money to spend and hopefully avoid a recession in Australia. If we were to do that, that would mean that Instead of the government needing to put a heap of money into people's bank accounts, they would just get the money that they would have had anyway. Mm. So instead of the government having to spend a heap of money and potentially putting the budget into a a further deficit, um, we would then have people just spending the money that they put away two, three, four, ten years ago Mm. when inflation was too high. So that's a really interesting concept and obviously it might take a fair bit of work to change and restructure things to that degree. But it yes, is definitely. Yeah, it is nice to know that there are some alternatives, I guess. So Aaron, what can we expect in the next few months from interest rates and inflation then? So uh, as far as the RBA is concerned, we, we should be returning to that 2 to 3% inflation rate, which is the target rate sometime in around 2024, 2025. Mm. Um, at the moment, as we've said, inflation still remains stubbornly high, which means it is possible that we are going to get another cash rate increase in the next few months, yeah. whether it is next month or they wait two months, we're not too sure. Uh, for example, CBA is predicting that we will get to 3.5% cash rate. So mm. that's a 15 basis point increase from where we are now. Yeah, yeah. There are some more conservative banks that are also predicting that we will get up to 4.1 over the next few months. Um, whereas there are some uh, banks that are predicting that we will stay where we are. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how conservative you want to be, what you, what you think is going to happen yeah, in the next yeah. 12 months. Um, but we should hopefully see as supply chain issues following COVID do start to resolve themselves, we will start to see that supply issue start to become less impactful on inflation rates. And as we start to see people feeling that feeling the effect of the interest rate rises, we will hopefully start to see a controlled decrease in demand as well. Mm. And inflation will start to drop um, over the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes, definitely. Thank you for your time today. No problem. Thank you. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.